0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 560. Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN and Pen Chalet. We'll tell you about those a little bit later on in the show. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by my friend Brad Dowdy.
1: Hi, Brad, how are you? You're going to tell us about us right now, huh, Mike?
0: What's this energy?
1: Mm, I don't know. I Where are it's we today? it's a podcast about pens. Why shouldn't I be energized? That's, like you said we're going to talk about our uh-huh. sponsors later. I felt like we're going to talk about us now.
0: Right, right. Okay. Mm, yeah. Mm. I'm just checking. <laughs> just doing a vibe check on you, you know. Just want to make sure who I'm dealing I, with today.
1: Mike and I always have like a pregame, and then I tend to throw him a curveball by the time time the show launches, and that's just kind it's of my perfectly move. Perfectly normal, days. you
0: know. We're chit chatting. Mm-hmm. How are you? Mm-hmm. How was your evening? You know, like <laughs> oh, by the way, did you remember this thing we're gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you got your recording going. He's like, yep, I'm mm-hmm. all ready. Like ready to start? Yes, we start. And he's like, "Yo, what up? I'm gonna punch <laughs> you in the face." You know, this is what I'm dealing with these days. I don't know what's going on. We're in a new era of the show where it's it's your villain era. You're in your antagonist.
1: No, era. no, I am never in a villain era. I mean, no maybe one once would ever say.
0: You know what? People would say that I'm in the villain era for for mm-hmm. you know making you feel this way. You know, no one's ever <laughs> yeah. going to be like, "Oh, Brad Dowdy, he's the villain."
1: That's right. That's right. Although, although I I, I do get up into to Lamy again today, so we have that to look forward to at least.
0: <laughs> so last week's show uh, we had Enigma Stationery as a sponsor. They're not mm-hmm. sponsoring this week's show, but they sent uh one of the mark 1s to me it didn't arrive in time so <laughs> i just wanted to do you know i want to make good on the fact that i had nothing to say about the enigma uh mark 1 special edition on last week's episode i have it and it's kind of stupendous like <laughs> it is so good looking
1: <laughs> they did everybody involved
0: down. did a wonderful job and i know what you mean now cuz last time you said it had a different texture right yes and i was like I didn't want to correct you mm-hmm. because I thought it might have been like the one that we did for Relay FM hosts this year, because mm-hmm. that seraco had a kind of an additive added into it, and it gave it a kind of a shine. But mm-hmm. this is more than that, right? So, okay, so I'm and, not crazy. No, you're not. And Dan okay. actually confirmed it's seracoated as normal, but it has a coating because of the the glitter that they put into it. So, like, yeah it is actually finished differently so it has a rougher but not in about like it has right. a texture there's just more of a texture going on
1: yeah uh, it's, it's smooth really and shiny but mm-hmm. it's not like polished glassy it's it's yeah. hard to delineate between those descriptions when you're trying to like physically describe the uh, the feel of something but yep. yeah it's um i was using it on stream yesterday just writing some notes and i actually got an email uh, when I was done, cause I, I didn't really, I was just writing and I wasn't talking about the pen. I would, I just picked it up to write these notes. Someone emailed, what was that pen you were using? I need yeah. to know what that pen was. Or, yeah. It's, it's, it's a knockout. It's a knockout. So I think there
0: are still some available. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll put a link in the show notes. So slash pen addict is a way to go get that.
1: Yep. Yep. Thank um, you Um, sending it to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's, it's been a stalwart on my desk here. It's been uh, really good. Um, I want to talk about a couple of products throughout our uh, episode today. One of them that I'm finding interesting more so from an idea than as a, like a necessarily something I want, but you know, I've long been a fan of Black Wings. I was a volume subscriber for a long time. I'm no longer a Black Wings subscriber. I actually hadn't bought any newer Black Wings since one of the era's uh, models came out uh, a year or two ago, but I always follow them, right? Because I think they do interesting stuff. So now they've, for a while, they've been doing Black Wings Lab pencils where where they will make just some different types of features on the pencils, whether it's a different type of finish or a different type of artwork or some different type of, um, you know, ideas that they're putting out in smaller batches and they're calling it labs. Well, now they have a Black Wings Labs notebook. So I caught this on Instagram. It scrolled through my feed and I was like, wait a minute, is this a like, cut-proof cover on this notebook. That's immediately what I saw when I saw this cover. So you're familiar with, like, those cutting boards, right? I just bought one
0: yesterday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My first cutting board, I bought one and a blade and all that kind
1: of stuff. Yeah. I want to be able to
0: do more prototyping, like, easily with paper products, so I went and bought a bunch of stuff yesterday.
1: Yeah, so it's not. So spoiler yeah. alert, it's not it looks that. like it. It does look like it. But there was a product, uh, I believe it was on Kickstarter a couple years ago that was um was a cutting mat cover notebook, which I, I never ever backed that, but I like that kind of stuff is cool to me, right? But anyway, the look of this one was was a knockout. I really like this bright blue and white look. Um the interior of the notebook is honestly like this is a labs edition of something not particularly interesting to me it's just basically a blank notebook with stencils right so we have had lots of products over the years if you've followed stationery at all and you're into like notebooks and paper and what you mm-hmm. can do with uh, different layouts on papers you get a blank notebook and then you can have you know four or five different line type inserts um they're different. like these
0: clear sheets that mm-hmm. are very heavily printed, and the paper is thin mm-hmm. enough that mm-hmm. if you lay the these sheets underneath the page that you're working on, mm-hmm. you can see like lines or a grid through the page. So yep. you can like, you know, they're using. They have some videos on their Instagram. I'm watching one now as you speak to me, mm-hmm. where they're like mixing and matching them to do like a couple of different layouts and stuff. Exactly. And it's. it's I will say this is very clever. Like, right. I think that this is a good-looking notebook. Like, I actually really dig the design. I dig the right. stitching on the outside. I dig how thick it is that they put the little elastic to put the pencil onto the spine. Like, that's The pencil cool.
1: loop is great.
0: Yeah, and I like that in general, like, this is different. This isn't just like, hey, we made a notebook. Like, they put some thought into it. Whether this works for you or not, like, for me, this feels fiddly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. to have to have these plastic sheets and, like, putting them in and out, like, I would just like it to be grid but this is like i don't know this feels like a really nice like hey if you're already doing some like fun journaling kind of stuff mm-hmm. this is like that kind of process for you right like this is like a, a fiddly involved like meditative thing Mm -hmm. where we're going to give you all the stuff and you can go ahead and like make it your own. I like it for that. But this is not something I was saying, like it doesn't excite me for me, Mm -hmm. but I like it from a product design perspective that they didn't just make a notebook.
1: Like they put some thought into it, whether it works for you or not. I completely agree. We're very much on the same page here. Like, I have I have no desire to order one of these, like, for myself to use, right? But I want this to exist. I want Blackwing Labs to do more paper stuff. Like, I think paper is really, really hard. Like, you and I can talk about that. We've talked about it a bunch. We're actually going to talk about it more um, later in the show. But there's not a, a ton of experimentation in the paper world. And while this isn't by any stretch extreme like experimentation it's in fact it's kind of basic but the idea that they they actually put a lot of thought into this and a lot of design into this i think um and it came out very very well i this just makes me anxious to see more from them um, which is which is why I put this in here is like this really caught my it really caught my eye just from the aesthetics. And then I, I like that this is they making a note that it's the first notebook in the lab series. Um, the one con I have or in the, in the negative side of the ledger, um, the name, um, they name the products yeah. by the date of release. So the yeah. name of this notebook, if I have to tell you what lab notebook this is, it's 041823. I like, mean, don't, I
0: don't, like, have a problem. Okay, says <laughs> I understand what you're saying, it's mm-hmm. not a good product name. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it if it's, like, only expected to be a limited run thing and they're, like, testing mm-hmm. it, right? Like, mm-hmm. if this is popular and people like it, they're not going to call it O four eighteen twenty three forever, right? Like That's it will fair. get That's a fair. name. You're right. You know. Yeah. But yes. like at this point, there's no, there isn't really a, a need to to like go through the work of also naming the thing if they're only right. going to make hundred and fifty of them, or or you know, probably a thousand, two thousand, whatever. Right? But this doesn't right, right necessary. I
1: agree. Yes, if this becomes a product line. That is no longer the name. It is yeah. now, you know, whatever they decide to call it. Yeah, because
0: like you know, you know how hard it is to name things. I if do. You're, I if do. you're only ever going to make a limited run of something, having to come up with an inventive name as well as doing all the product design work, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, come on.
1: Yeah, fair enough. That I think that's how you can get away with it with the with the lab series, right? Just mm-hmm. uh, call it that, and then if it mm-hmm. becomes a thing, it 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 gets uh, promoted into uh, a real name, uh real name and design it would be super Fair cool though
0: if they made that front cover like a cutting board that would just there's no absolutely
1: zero reason to yeah. do it but it would just be cool like, i would order it if it was that <laughs> like i don't need it but i would get it just because i like cutting boards and cutting mats and stuff like that so it's pretty neat um you you are pretty limited uh notebook sizes with like those cutting mats it's like yeah you can only do so much with a small one but hey maybe it's you know like with your washi tape and stickers and like journaling setup, like I think it would probably work that size. So pretty mm-hmm. cool. All right, that's not our only experiment this week, Mike. Um, chat B, Chat GPT. Uh, I, I know you're a, you're a big fan, according to Cortex, right? Like, uh, like you you and Gray <laughs> talked about the AI's taking over the world.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm com- com- tell you how I'm coming around, right? Like, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here's my thing with with AI. Right, and you, there's a couple of episodes of Cortex. They were last year, a lot has changed. Uh, I mm-hmm. still feel very similar about people using AI to make art. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that it is bad. Like, is to simplify mm-hmm. my thoughts. There, I, there's like multiple yes. hours of content uh, in Cortex. <laughs> if you want to get a bigger exo- like explanation from me. But where I've started to kind of, like, draw the line for me is people using AI tools to enhance the work that they're already doing Um, Mm -hmm. and or, like, it's for you. So, like, Microsoft have a bunch of tools now that they're working, right, where they're, like, you know, you get an email. It's like, summarize this email for me. It's just like taking out busy work. But the idea of people using, you know, like, there was that... um, Thing over the last few days where there was am sure you've seen this where there was a song that was made that sounded like drake in the weekend mm. that's yes. wrong to me like fundamentally yeah. wrong right you know right, right. but the idea of somebody it's like i just i'll probably talk about this on an episode of cortex in the future but like we're working on a new kind of sub product right now and i used chat gpt to help me come up with a name gotcha because yeah, it I, saved me six hours of work going through th- through thesauruses instead
1: you know right right i mean there's benefits like this yeah. is the whole this is why you have the cortex podcast yeah, if you but you you and, teased and me so you got me it. on my high horse and <laughs> and off we go. i did that off. i knew what i was getting into when i did yep. that is yep. just to uh just to get on you uh just in in the general sense so like i'm not into like much of the ai i obviously follow all that from a technological perspective and like a world-changing perspective you kind of need to be aware of this stuff but like i don't you know i don't dabble or do anything with it so the the idea came up is like well how could you know what what would what would chat gpt think about the pandemic podcast or things like that so mm-hmm. I, I was wondering how this works so i signed up created an account and and i asked uh chat be chat gpt i said Explain to Lamy why they sh- why they should make an orange Lamy two thousand. So this was an idea just to have a little bit of stationary fun with Chat p- Chat GPT. I, that's I really like that you
0: can't do that. By the way,
1: what Chat GPT? You that every I can't single say it. time
0: you you yeah. stumble at the first letter. <laughs> it's I do. Incredible. I do. I want it to be
1: GPT. <laughs> so yeah it's tough it's tough so chat (laughs) uh yeah the chat ai we'll just call it chat ai so anyway (laughs) (laughs) chat gpt um so i just wanted to have some fun and do something silly with it so i said hey you know help me explain to lami while they why they should make an orange lami 2000 because we were just talking about this last episode right just Mm -hmm. you know all the different things so so i i asked uh chat gpt the question and i'm gonna read to you the response okay I, i didn't put this in in there because I didn't want to spoil it for you. So it says, "Hello, Lamy. As an AI language model, I'd like to explain why an orange Lamy 2000 would be a great addition to your product lineup. First of all, the Lamy 2000 is already an iconic and beloved pen that has been in production since 1966. Its timeless design, high-quality materials, and exceptional performance make it a favorite among pen enthusiasts and professionals alike. Now, imagine this classic pen in a bold, eye-catching orange color." This would be a unique and exciting addition to the LAMI 2000 lineup, offering customers the opportunity to, opportunity to express their individuality and style through their writing instruments. Orange is a color that evokes energy, enthusiasm, and creativity, which are all qualities that are important to many people, especially those who use pens regularly for work, study, or personal expression. Additionally, an Orange Lamy 2000 would stand out from the crowd, making it easy to spot and identify, which could be helpful in busy or chaotic environments. Overall, an Orange Lamy 2000 would be a great choice for customers who are looking for high quality pen that is also unique and stylish. It would also be a great opportunity for Lamy to showcase its creativity and willingness to take risks in design and color choices. I hope this explanation helps to convince you to consider adding an Orange Lamy 2000 to your product lineup. Thank you for considering my thoughts sign me it's up
0: it's a good email you might as well just send it uh, <laughs> send. my question to you is do you know
1: did you did you use chat
0: gpt like three or 3.5 for this
1: uh i just went into open ai hit mm-hmm. the chat gpt button sign up for an account hit chat you didn't GPT pay them any money and, right no and just typed it into the the text box
0: so for i've ended up at the moment i'm using uh the the paid one for a month because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought I needed it for something Federico was doing, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I paid for a month by accident. Mm-hmm. So I've just gone in and asked chat GPT-4, which is a better model, the same question. Would you like to hear the answer? Yeah. It's long. <laughs> it's actually still going. <laughs> it's been oh, going no. since you started. Oh, no. right, it's done now. All right, here we go. Ooh. Dear Lamy. I am writing to propose the idea of adding an Orange Lamy 2000 to your esteemed line of fountain pens. As a brand known for for its innovative design, quality and precision, introducing an Orange Lamy 2000 would not only bring a fresh new look to the collection, but also cater to a wider audience. Here are a few reasons why this would be a good idea. There are six reasons, okay? (laughs) Okay. One, expanding the color palette. The Lamy 2000 is a classic and iconic pen, but its color options have been rather limited. By introducing an orange version, you will cater to the tastes and preferences of an even broader audience, attracting more customers and collectors to your brand. Two, Symbolism and cultural significance. Orange is a vibrant and dynamic color that represents creativity, enthusiasm and warmth. These qualities resonate with the Lamy brand and introducing an orange Lamy 2000 will make a strong statement about the company's commitment to fostering creativity and innovation. I don't understand how it drew that comparison, (laughs) but it did. 3. Seasonal Peel Orange is a versatile colour that can evoke feelings of both warmth and freshness making it an ideal colour for all seasons it is particularly well suited to autumn and spring where its warm tones reflect the changing leaves and blooming flowers 4. Increased Visibility The Lamy 2000 is a pen that stands out due to its timeless design and superior functionality an orange edition would make the pen even more noticeable grabbing attention in pen displays and attracting potential customers who may have not considered 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 a Lamy pen before. Five, collaboration opportunities. Mm -hmm. An orange Lamy two thousand could open up opportunities for collaborations with other brands, artists or designers, fostering a sense of community and innovation within the industry. Mm, I know a guy. Exactly. And six (laughs) limited edition appeal. (laughs) By offering an Orange Lamy 2000 as a limited edition, you can create a sense of urgency and exclusivity, Mm. driving sales and interest from collectors and pen enthusiasts alike. In conclusion, adding an Orange Lamy 2000 to your collection would not only provide a fresh, vibrant option for consumers, but also strengthen your brand image and attract new customers. With its symbolic meanings, seasonal appeal, and potential for collaboration, an Orange Lamy 2000 is a fantastic opportunity for both growth and innovation within the Lamy brand.
1: That's pretty great. They're good, right? Yeah, and it definitely it definitely stepped it up with the with your version, um, you know, a little yeah. bit more in depth. I like how you know they they the the chatbot plays plays up Lamy's historic, you know, oh, you're so great Lamy. Like, it's very oh.
0: good at flattering.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And and imagine if you did this, how even greater you would be. <laughs> yep. So, that was our fun little experiment. Uh we'll send these off to Lamy. Uh just kidding. Uh they're they're not going to do it anytime soon. But uh yeah, maybe um we can uh, eventually get the chat GPT version of the Lamy two thousand out there for, for everyone. I think everyone would be interested uh in, in the orange LAMI. So let's let's make this happen. Sounds wonderful. All right. This
0: episode is brought to you by our friends over Express VPN. I don't know if you've heard, but streaming services that are out there, some like Netflix and others, often have tens of thousands of shows available. But depending on where you're located, you only get to see a small selection of what's available. It's almost like paying for a gym membership, then only using the treadmill, even though there's all these other machines available to you if you just went and tried them out. That's where ExpressVPN comes in. When you use ExpressVPN, you can change your location where it thinks you are. And you can then change what streaming services where they're thinking that you're located by doing this. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can discover thousands of new shows to watch on services like Netflix, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, and more. It's super easy. You just open up the app and you select like which location. So I do this when I'm traveling mostly. So if I'm, say, in America and I want, Netflix to think that I'm back in the UK, so I could carry on watching Modern Family, for example, which is available on Netflix here, if that was the show that I was watching at the time, but it's not available in the US, I wouldn't be able to access it. So I can open ExpressVPN, I can say, change my location to the UK, it will just connect for me, then I reload Netflix super easy. You just open the app, select your location, tap a button to connect, and refresh the page to get access. There are tons of reasons to choose ExpressVPN over other VPNs. It has blazing fast speeds to mean that you can stream in HD with zero buffering. It's compatible with all your devices, your phones, laptops, smart TVs, and more. And ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. So, Make a smart choice. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth today at expressvpn.com slash That is expressvpn.com slash penaddict, expressvpn.com slash to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the
1: support of this show and all of RelayFM. All right, I've got a shout-out of the week. Yes. That, that is... A repeat shout-out, but for good reason. So I have uh, given The the Snowy Studio, my friend Clarissa, at uh, The Snowy Studio on Instagram a shout-out before because I think they're an awesome person and they have an awesome Instagram account. But specifically, I ran across a uh, post um, that they just um, put live for a silent auction for Earthquake in Turkey. So this is to support... Um, you know, the big tragedy, um, in that region of the Mm. world, um, the earthquake was devastating and this is a way to help raise money for that. So I wanted to shine a light on the silent auction. There are one, two, three, four, five, six different, uh, packages you can bid on for the silent auction. All of the rules and instructions are in uh clarissa's post at the snowy studio on instagram i'll we'll have a link in the show notes directly to this post so you can go see there's rickshaw goods franklin christoph goods uh some galen leather products all kinds of stuff like i can't even go um uh there's a uh, there's a platinum present president that's been uh customized uh the exterior you know add uh, added artwork onto that Ooh, so that's good looking. it's uh Yeah, it's some cool stuff. So go check this out. I wanted to uh, shout this out because, you know, like the the world we live in, like the unfortunately, like a lot of these like just devastating regional disasters and in any type of, you know, uh, terrible things that are going on in our world. They just kind of get pushed to the side when the next awful things happens. It's an unfortunate state of our world right now. So um it, It's nice to to not forget about the people that are still in need, and I know um these organizations in Turkey will uh, greatly appreciate uh, all of this support. So, thank you, Clarissa, for putting this together, and y'all go check it out over at the Stowe Studio on Instagram.
0: If you are interested, considering that we slightly jumped the shark today, uh, mm-hmm. I have give I have the opportunity for us to jump the shark completely, mm-hmm. as I have asked ChatGPT explain to Brad Dowdy why he should bring back knock note cards. Oh no. And I have a six, I have a 6 point plan <laughs> if you're interested or you know, it's
1: up to you yeah. really. I mean, let's let's do it because we're gonna talk. So one of my <laughs> topics today. Uh-huh. Let's let's save it okay. for the the topic. So this okay. will be our lead into the topic. Hold All that right. thought because we okay. just have a couple we just have a couple of links I want to get through <laughs> real quick. And that'll be the perfect uh, segue into the topic I want to talk about. So Love that'll it. be fun. All right. Um there was a Kuratoga dive website update that a uh, friend of the show Evan uh, sent to me. So we have talked about the dive ad nauseum here we've shared the dive website because it's really really interesting um, how much work they put in to create a website for a product that was hard for people to buy um, but I just wanted to point this out because if you are interested in the dive we mentioned that they had two new colors um, actually they have the color names on here which I didn't think we had before on the US site so twilight orange um, which is a great name and then the unfortunately named dense green <laughs> Um, that's a name choice um, (laughs) that we're going to go with there.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Dense Green is not the name. Okay,
1: (laughs) probably not. So what I find interesting is... So I I follow the Kuratoga Dive and the reason why it keeps coming up here is because I find the idea of this product to be so interesting that this is literally like Blackwings Labs, we're talking about the labs. This was Uniball's kind of labs idea, but they just went full full bore right into the mainstream market. But this was definitely a labs type product and they they found success with it as best as I can tell, right? With the immediate sellout of the original blue version, whether that was a telling um a telling piece of uh data or whether that was, you know, a, a manipulated short <laughs> um short inventory mad rush fomo type of situation so to be determined but they've backed it up quickly well a year later with two new colors so this is going to keep going so that's why i bring this up that i am going to continue to follow the kuratoga dive i think it's like it's not a great product in usability, but it's a great product for like design and innovation and creativity, like a literal labs project, right? Like I don't want to use it necessarily but i want it to exist and i want uni to continue to experiment because it's kind of like it's an engineering marvel but i don't know that it's like super usable um but that's okay like like this is this is fun these are the type of products that i love i love to experiment i love to play with so i will continue to keep an eye on the curatuga dive and everything that's going up with this
0: of course you will
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's kind of my thing so uh next up mike um did you read about the coronation ink? Uh, I,
0: I had no idea there was a coronation
1: ink. I had no idea either. <laughs> so I was sent this link um, that was in the the telegraph.co.uk. So the the telegraph over there in the UK. Uh-huh. The coronation invitation special ink. And it's a little misleading, shockingly. Um so, the coordination's invitations written in special new royal blue ink. Calligraphers have been putting finishing touches to more than 2,000 personalized invitations to the ceremony. So, they're handwriting 2,000 invitations. And it wasn't like they worked with a company to make this ink. They worked with a calli- calligrapher who mixed their own ink Okay. to... Use for this, which is great. Like, that's fantastic. That's how it should be. But it's kind of like the way. We read it as stationary fans, it's like, ooh, who made the ink for them to use for this? Well, it's not like that. It's definitely a, a more of a custom thing. So I did, I, I'm going to read you this little bit here. And this, uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. So it's Jenny Collier of London Scribe's Calligraphers, which has worked for the royal household for more than 15 years, selected several high quality gouache paints with beautifully deep pigments, which she mixed by hand. So it's a very, very custom custom ink i'm thinking of the color as new royal, new royal blue jenny says and i think it really sings among the invitations beautiful heraldry illustrations and gilding writing each name in traditional italic calligraphy which is what we specialize in takes just a few minutes plus drying time of the spo- bespoke mixed ink as well as double checking every name so they're like literally handwriting uh, in calligraphy and calligraphy italic calligraphy all of these 2000 invitations and they said they use simple dip nibs with traditional one millimeter nibs and it's quite meditative practice you just have to be calm while writing to keep a steady hand yeah, so no anyway i i thought that was interesting to to share just the the process more than hey there's a new you know coronation only ink this is I'm really not, more i'm a not process. surprised they had to bring
0: someone in because king charles could have got pretty upset
1: <laughs> like, if imagine working. if King Charles had to write his own invitations. If
0: the if um, the pen wasn't, you know, the imagine, pen wasn't doing his
1: thing, he's gonna get mad. Yeah, we're he's gonna, gonna get, get mad. We're gonna get the the documentary, uh, documentary people up in us again uh, mm-hmm. if we start talking about it. So yeah. We oh my we god! Talk.
0: I forgot about that. <laughs> Would you <laughs> contribute to my expense? So,
1: so anyway, I thought it was just a fun article, more from a general calligraphy sense, and you know, of course, there's a royal calligrapher. Um, so yeah, so that's cool. I did well, not
0: get an invitation to the coronation by the you way. Didn't. You didn't. Um,
1: nope. I'm sorry. Like, was was there a chance? There was probably a chance. Like, I mean, you're you're like a famous like nope. you know 30 under 30 or you nope. know Forbes in the UK i know uh, but like at the time like you're well, you're what, famous at what time i don't know when i was under, like, 30? No, yeah, I under 30 no i don't think there's a chance uh, but mm. you've always
0: got to keep keep the faith you know what cortex
1: I, mean? cortex I mean cortex you know uh-huh using uk uk printers like that maybe well, they has, had some i ins- have yet to maybe they could one. maybe they could print something off maybe your printer could like you know Maybe like they haven't off. finished. They're doing mm. two
0: thousand of them, so Okay. You know, there's still time. You, gotta, there's well, still you got time. Like a,
1: Got like two weeks left.
0: <laughs> there's still time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. I would love to be there. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you mm-hmm. if you <laughs> miss <laughs> anybody <laughs> out there is listening and wants to invite me <laughs> to the coronation, I would okay. very happily attend.
1: All right, all right. And uh the next time uh King Charles needs a pen, where might he go looking for it?
0: He could head on over to Penn Chalet. That's
1: right. He
0: sure could. I'm sure. I mean, they you know ship what? international. They have great they international, international and shipping. And I bet that Ron and the gang over at Penn Chalet would do a really good job looking after his hundred
1: percent.
0: Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, and so much more. You know, when I said that, I got you know, saying about looking. I got a flashback to that uh, retro fifty-one, the coffee one again just now <laughs> okay this is absolutely unrelated to to the pencil spot but yeah. just like yeah but you know what i did see <laughs> i'm gonna segue this back in again did you mm-hmm. see the uh retro 51 special the new pencil special the phoenix one i have not let me go the look sick it is heavy metal man all right you, i don't know you if talk. It's called I'm gonna go look at this phoenix all right but it looks like a phoenix yeah Ooh, it's called phoenix there it is. this thing yeah. this thing yeah. is heavy metal baby that's sick I love it. It's so cool. (laughs) It goes hard, you know. So look out for that one over at Pen Chalet. You can get yourself a wonderful discount because you listen to the show. And I'll tell you how in just a moment. Pen Chalet have all of your favorite brands and they have the products that you're looking for. They're adding new styles of pen every single month. And every couple of weeks, you can find closeout specials and special discounts, and you can get even more special discounts every two weeks because you listen to this show. Pen as well as carrying pens and, you know, mechanical pencils and all that kind of fun stuff, they're the accessories that you're looking for as well. Whether you need a carrying case, some ink, maybe you want a converter, whatever it is to help your stationary life shine, Pen has got it available to you. As Brad mentioned, they do ship internationally at very reasonable shipping rates. And if you're based in the US, you'll get free shipping on orders of over $75. Penchalet has low prices and high quality products and offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So I want you to go over to Penchalet.com, P E N C H A L E T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PenAddict for this week's special offer. And to get the code you need you need to save 10 percent on anything at any time over at pen I?
1: so b- before we get into the the deals this this phoenix the the flames are raised up off of here i'm looking through the imagery there's a bunch of imagery so it's not like a flat um you know it's not like a flat imprint on there the, like the flames are like raised and lifted mm-hmm. off the barrel it's kind of That's pretty cool. All right. So, (laughs) on our awesome, um, on our awesome uh, exclusive offers for Panatic podcast listeners. There are a bunch of Gioia pens, uh, fountain pens right off the jump. So we have reviewed uh, one or two of this brand on the site, uh, on the pen act before. And Kimberly, I know, has, has reviewed them and really, really enjoys these pens a lot. Um, some of her favorites. And there's one in here that's actually kind of one of the more simpler designs of the Gioias. They they get a little bit uh, wild with like the, the different um, features, but the... Capo de Monte looks like right up my alley. It's like this blue-brown swirl um, acrylic. It's a really great price. These are really great pens and have um, been thought of very highly by by Kimberly in the times that she's reviewed them. Um, further down the list, there is a Maiora, which I enjoy, so I've reviewed the Maioras before. The Aventus. The price on this Aventus is way more more than half off it's like a crazy price for this beautiful yellow acrylic pen and then there's a sneaky entrant in here that if you're interested in this pen i have a feeling you need to go jump on it there is a pelican m800 brown black in here which probably does not have many in stock this was uh something they they did uh recently that uh, does not come up very very often so this is like one of those sneaky things that when you look at this list that ron puts together every week sometimes one of those things jumps in there that shouldn't be in there and that is one of them so if you're interested uh, go check this out
0: that's very cool so go there and check it out for yourself right now Uh, i will just say as a correction for myself the Mm. the the Tornado, the Phoenix Tornado is awesome, but it is one of the products
1: that the discount does not apply to. But Yes, so there are a few it limitations, anyway. absolutely.
0: Sometimes there has to be. But that discount is available on so, so many products, more than you could count. Just go to penshalay.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password penaddict to get your hands on the code and to see the special offers that Brad was talking about. Our thanks to Penshalay for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: All right, so I'm going to let you get into the the ChatGPT NotCo mm-hmm. note card situation. Yep. But let me set this up a little bit, and then I'm going to get you to read this. So I wanted to just do a general conversation. I, I called it Why Maker Pens, but it's not really like Maker Pens in particular. It's really like mas- makers in the stationary space. But I just called this little topic Why Maker Pens. And this is just like an overview an idea makers 101 type of situation on what i think about when i think about makers and as someone who makes things and mike as someone who makes things in the stationary space i always find this topic very interesting and we get a lot of questions about it so one of the best products we ever made for notco was our note cards and i've tried to remake them but can't find the paper and then I've not tried to source new paper but apparently chat GPT is going to tell me why I should bring these back right well I would hope so I okay. mean
0: you know maybe this is the last thing that you need to like push you over the edge okay to do it All again right. I have another six point
1: plan <laughs> they're very big on the uh, that they're must like be six. like yeah, that must be, like, the, the, the proper number to, like, get things done.
0: Some some level of SEO marketing has told mm-hmm. the model that it needs to create six points. Right. Dear Brad Dowdy, <laughs> as a dedicated fan of Knock and your excellent range of pen-related products, I am writing to propose the idea of bringing back the Knock Note Cards. These cards were highly appreciated by the writing community for their quality and utility, and reintroducing them would not only satisfy existing fans, but also attract new customers. Here are several reasons why bringing back knock-note cards is a fantastic idea. 1. High-Quality Materials Mm. I don't understand how that's. But anyway, no- Nock note cards were known for their premium paper quality, which allowed for a smooth <laughs> and enjoyable writing experience. This quality is essential for fountain pen users as it minimizes feathering and bleed through. By bringing back these note cards, you will reaffirm NOCCO's commitment to providing superior writing materials. Two, convenience and portability. <laughs> the compact size of knock-no cards makes them extremely convenient for carrying around and using on the go. They easily fit into pockets, pen cases, or bags, making them perfect for jotting down ideas, to-do lists, and reminders whenever the inspiration strikes. 3. Versatility Knock note cards are highly versatile, catering to a range of uses, including personal and professional settings. They can be used for quick notes, brainstorming sessions, study aids, or even as thank you or greeting cards. Mm. Right. Nostalgia. This is for nostalgia and customer loyalty. What? I know. By bringing back Knock Note cards, you will appeal to the nostalgia and loyalty of (laughs) long-time customers. This will not only rekindle their love for the brand, but also encourage them to spread the word to friends and family, driving new sales and interest. 5. Expanding the product line. Reintroducing the Knock Note cards will add variety to your current product lineup. <laughs> there isn't one. <laughs> uh, and provide a complementary option to your existing pen cases and other accessories. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Knows all about you. Six. This is the final one. Customization opportunities. There's, a, there's definitely a similar flow here. Yeah, to the, yeah. Uh, knock Note cars could be easily customized with unique colors, patterns, or limited-edition designs to make them even more attractive to customers. This would also open up opportunities for collaborations with other brands, artists, or designers, fostering a sense of community and innovation within the stationary industry. In conclusion... Bringing back Nock note cards would be a great decision for both Nock Co. and its customers. With their high-quality materials, versatility, and appeal to customer loyalty, these note cards can contribute to the continued success and
1: growth of your brand. (laughs) okay chat gpt you're just a big old butt kisser aren't you yep (laughs) uh yeah so after about like the fifth one of these we'd go oh yeah this is like the like very very cut and pasty um in conclusion (laughs) but uh it's it's pretty funny like i i thought that was pretty good so uh yeah chat gpt says bring back the note cards. so maybe one day, Mike, maybe one day, I will never say never to that product because it was such a good product. Uh, one of my favorites near and dear to my heart, like this topic, Mike, of uh, of makers and maker pens. So the question I asked myself is how do you define maker? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of impossible, right? Yep. Like to give a real clear definition of maker. And I'm just talking about it in the context of the stationary space, right? There's there's all kinds of, of different ways we could go this, but just in the stationary space. Um, it's definitely a know it when you see it situation, right? You like, you kinda know, like you kinda know who's who would be categorized as a maker, who is, you know, a brand, who is, you know, different different moving parts in, in the stationary business. So the the makers, t- to me, what I think about are is, are people who bring their own personal ideas into like products, right? That they're making their ideas come to life in what they want to see from products. That's kind of my general classification of a maker. You know, there's there's no boardroom meetings involved. There's there's no public shareholders, you know, like some of the big Japanese brands are, are publicly traded like Pilot and, you know, Sailor's Parent Company. You know, we're not trying to make the shareholders happy. A maker is, is someone who has a belief in their ideas and, and wants to see them made, right? So a lot of makers are just singular right just one person shops like we just did a meet your maker a series um and this is probably why this topic's uh in in my head is where we're doing a series on the blog that caroline is writing for is called meet your maker so mm-hmm. like renee from scriptorium like there's our was our last feature a lot of these makers are just one person shops like she makes pens at her house on her lathe and her workshop and does wonderful products or you can have makers uh like uh, my friend Blake from the paper mind, who, you know, we don't, we're going to talk about paper later, but like we're not making paper, right? But he's designing notebooks to fit around certain paper and making these notebooks into the things that he wants to see out there in the world and things that he wants to create. Um, then you have larger makers in our space. Like you think, I think of people like Edison Penco, you know, who, started small and have grown into like big workshops and several employees. Same with Franklin Christoph, or even someone like Rickshaw who has essentially like a production shop and they manufacture their own stuff. Like there's no all encompassing definition of maker. Right. So like, do you have anything to add to that? Like it's, it's you, you can't strictly define it in black and white terms when it comes to stationary makers. Right. There's, there's, there's a big bucket to, uh, to draw from.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the maker thing is so complicated, right? Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do do you consider yourself a maker if you don't actually ever physically make?
1: Right. Right. You so know? we're going i going we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I have like kind of alluded to some of that here. Yeah. Um so yeah, so like uh, the idea of it. So I, I guess trying to figure out how to define that, I guess to explore that a little bit more is why people choose to make things. Why do they want to be a maker? And like looking at it from my perspective, I've always felt that the best products that people make are opinionated, right? Like I'm an opinionated design person. I'm not I'm not a design design one thing for everybody type of person i'm designing designing for specific solutions and in specific ways right so like that's an opinionated product and i think a lot of makers in our space design products like that you know like when i like a product to take a stand right i like a product i like someone who makes a product to be able to tell me why they chose to make this product right here's what i believe in as my product and why why i believe in these things and it could just be like a technical design Right yep. Why do they believe like their t- technical design is great and they want to see it come to life? It could be a creative design, right? It could be a very much more artistic design or exterior elements right in in the makerspace. Someone's putting their ideas out there in a very like straightforward and direct manner right? this is what I believe in, and you know i I've always said is like, this is what I want to use. I hope you like it too right that's was always my philosophy with knock, right? This is what I want. I hope you like it too but i'm not designing for everybody right i'm not going to change a design um to meet the needs of every user right and like maybe i don't know if that's wrong (laughs) or or things like that but like i i think a lot of makers like think the same way it's like they want to put their idea and their vision of the products out there and uh, i think that's great um so yeah like um they like these maker goods are not for everyone like we make pens and pencils that spoke design that i will flatly tell people like this might not be for you right like there's reasons why people might not like our pens but there's people that pe that there's reasons why people actually love these things so do you think that, you- that
0: is a, a thing that is inherent to makers or just to, to certain types right like I feel like there are a lot of maker fountain pens that have very similar body designs, for example, like because I think maybe what you're driving at is similar to me where like mm-hmm. we are opinionated makers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't know if that is uni- a universal thing.
1: Right. So the way I see it with what you're getting to say, let's take a general cigar shaped fountain pen. Yep. Um, So, how does a maker differentiate themselves between the next cigar shape fountain pen? Well, that comes into materials, right? Like, so there's material choices, there are nib choices, there are external option choices. Do you design the pen? you know cap flush does the the pin cap you know stick out a little bit do you have a straight section or a concave section do you have a roll stop element to this pin what is the differentiating factor and i do think that is a hang-up for some makers to be able to differentiate themselves between others that are making similar things right so that is one of the big challenges of being a maker um you know i i talk about in 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 writing this up specifically like what you're talking about with fountain pens a lot of my favorite makers are the ones who make unique shapes for pens right like Sean Newton right Sean makes some really cool shapes like they're not all for me i have very i have one Newton fountain pen mm-hmm. but i love looking at Sean's pens right because there's a lot of unique shapes Now, uh, on the other hand, like you're looking at material makers, say like Carolina Pen Company or Starry Night Resins, you know, um, you're getting, you know, maybe if they're making their own pens, they're more of a traditional fountain pen shape because that's what's kind of popular right now. Right. People like want to see a cool material in a standard shape, right? So there's kind of something out there for everyone as far as that goes. If you like a standard shape, but a cool material, like you can find that. If you want uh, a, one of these cool materials and some really weird and unique shapes, you can find that too. And then you can also like change up the materials, right? Like, you know, Ryan Crusack makes mostly wooden barrel pins or, you know, Ian Schoen makes mostly metal barrel pins, right? A- and things like that. So yeah, like I... There is a challenge, like, as someone who makes things to set yourself apart from the rest of the crowd, right? That's how you're going to continue to exist (laughs) as a maker, right? Mm -hmm. What story are you telling that's different from the other stories, right? So I I think that's important. And then you get into the more designer aspects, which is kind of where I put uh, spoke design and, like, our friends at Studio Neat, right? We design our own products, right? We'll engineer and CAD detail and technically design all these products and then have someone else manufacture the parts and then we will assemble them, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's part of being a maker as well. So that's the design aspect of it. You know, we have unique designs. We have someone else manufacture the the bits and bobs, all the parts, and then bring them back in-house for the assembly assembly and you know, the packaging and seeing how people who do design work as opposed to like pouring the resin, right, which is like the very physical work, how designers tackle different problems with, with, you know, pens and pencils and paper products, you know, how did this designer solve a cap posting issue? Or what did this designer do for a clip design? I think that's all in like the maker realm. And that's all like a fun part of the process to me. So, what I think, and it's kind of why I put the the Blackwing notebook up top, is I think I want to see more like notebook makers kind of get into this, like you are, right? How can we solve different problems with paper? Because none of us are making our own paper, right? So the pen makers, like you take Carolina Pen Company, well, Jonathan's like literally making the resin that, he ends up making the pen from like it's kind of he's handling a lot of it like if me and you decide to make a notebook we're not out here like you know getting the pulp and and making the paper like ourselves we're not, paper, we're not, like ourselves. Trees. We're not uh, no me and you in the back you know like right right so farming. but i also consider us to be makers because we have these ideas and we're you know putting the effort into making these things come to life because we want to see them exist, right? This
0: is actually pretty similar to like a thing that I am struggling with Mm -hmm. but trying to like deal with is calling myself a product designer. Mm -hmm. Like where's the design? Like I'm having the idea and I'm sketching Mm -hmm. it out and I'm like this is Mm -hmm. what I think it could look like. But mm-hmm. I don't. I am not putting the thing together. I am not like doing accurate measurements. I am not in Photoshop like mm-hmm. putting out the layers. So, like, where does the design start mm-hmm. and end? You know, like right. Uh, but I am trying to like get used to calling myself that. But I think it's somewhat similar. like, what's a maker, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, That's I why don't even I- really know if I consider myself a maker
1: see i do like um you you make podcasts like the way i define it well for that i, I feel like i'm a creator right like right. for the
0: content side it's it's weird words are yeah, weird brad
1: That words are weird like i don't like content creator like that's you know not one of my favorite terms but like i get it like i i definitely fall into those categories but like i love the i love using the term maker because i make words on the blog i make audio like I make video content and I make products, right? And like, I all of that makes, um, all of that like kind of falls into like just the maker of making things. And like, I think you can make words too, right? Like, I think you can type and write and and do all those things. It's you know, it's that's a little bit looser definition, but. Like, whenever I have to, like, write bios on, like, social media or things like that, I always write blogger, podcaster, maker. (laughs) Like, that's just what I, Mm. like, put in there is just, like, my general, like, go-to. I don't write, like, stationary content creator, right? Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm podcaster and product designer.
1: Yeah, so like I've never called myself a product designer though, even though like I've designed products and helped design products. Um, Brian on Spoke is more of a product designer than me. Like he literally like engineers out <laughs> like the drawings and everything. Like yeah. he's like a legit designer. Like I couldn't do that type of stuff. But then I'll take like like the, the alpha products and like break them down and test them and and do all that stuff. Like that's where my role comes in. So like it's it's a it's a fun conversation to have because it's it's a pretty broad. Broad, broad topic, but I, I I kind of wanted to just throw this out there for people to ask questions more or see how they define makers or you know what are they looking for for makers. Um, you know, like I see a ton of pin makers at pin shows now, right? And mm-hmm. that's where I tend to do a lot of my shopping at pen shows with people who are making things and coming to these shows because that's sometimes my only chance opportunity to get my hands on the things at these pin shows right where if i want a new leonardo pin i know it's going to be great and i can just order it from a retailer right yeah so like i'll skip that and get that later if i want that but at a pin show is where you can like really see the these makers like that's a great space great opportunity to get started with like maker goods like in like again like this is not for everybody right nothing is for everybody um or not everything is for everybody i should say i misspoke there um and you like if you're interested in in learning more about these things let me know like i and we can like pick like a singular topic and and talk about it more and it's, i think it's good having these meet your maker posts on the blog and yep you know it, it's an interesting topic to me because this hobby the makerspace is very prevalent, right? It's on equal footing, like at a pen show, it's on equal footing with traditional retail. I, yeah. I would say, um, so it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. And I want to make sure like people have a good understanding of makers, like what they do, why their products are different, what's important about them in the community. Um, you know why I think it's important to support the makers in the community. Um, And yeah, I I think it's a a great topic. So take this as just a general introduction and my general ideas on the maker topic. And if y'all want to hear more, uh, definitely let me know if you have specific maker questions, specific ways to explore. Obviously, you know, we've talked to makers plenty and can always talk to more makers and do interviews. But like, I want to know specific questions that y'all have about making things or about people who do make things and what to expect. So, how can, uh, how can people give us that feedback,
0: Mike? Go to penaddictfeedback.com and you can send us this feedback in. It's the same place you can go if you want to send us any follow-up or ask TPA questions for us to get to on a future episode of the show. That is at penaddictfeedback.com. If you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 560. You'll also find the links there if you want to send us feedback. There's like a button on the page or you can find all of this in the show notes in your podcast app of choice. If you want to find Brad online until the next episode, go to penaddict.com. He is penaddict on Instagram. He's also penaddict on mastodon.social. You can find Brad streaming live three times a week over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. And you can find Brad's products that we were talking about. His uh, make good products. Maked, maked, <laughs> made, made, Made? make made make products mm-hmm. over at mm-hmm. spokedesign.com. <laughs> you can find me. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E on mike.social. You can also find uh, my products that I... Help make it over at CortexBrand.com. <laughs> Thank you to ExpressVPN and Pen Chalet for the support of this week's episode. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.